Welcome back for another episode of The Art of Giving a Damn. I am super excited to share our guest today with you, Natasha Che. She is the founder of Soundwise, which is an innovative audio platform that helps podcasters build an engaged audience and convert listeners into customers, which is what we are going to be talking a little bit about today. Real yes. quick before we jump in, uh, this episode is brought to you by Splash Click, where making a splash online is as simple as a few clicks. You can check it out at splashclick.com. So Natasha, I'm excited to have you on today. Yes, Michelle, thanks for having me. I'm already having so much fun here <laughs> chatting with you just before the show. Well, we were talking a little bit about the fact that, you know, you started a podcast and it maybe didn't work in certain ways as well as it could have. That's something that you've learned by trial and error over the years. So let's start there. What is the biggest mistake you see podcasters making? Oh, don't get me started on this. <laughs> The biggest mistake, you know, seriously, the most new podcasters. So I'm talking about like people who start podcasts, like mm -hmm. people who are experts and influencers and solopreneurs. Yeah. You start a podcast, you're thinking, oh, I use podcast to build my brand. You know, mm -hmm. podcasting is hot, you know. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, and, and a lot of people, when they first started, their first goal is how do I get more listeners? Yeah. Right? How do I get more exposure? How do I get on like a gazillion uh, platform so that mm -hmm. everybody, I can get like everybody covered? So the focus all on getting listeners and getting listeners. Mm -hmm. And that is just, I tell people that is the number one like mindset mm -hmm. mistake that people make. Okay. So uh, if we shouldn't be focused on listener numbers, what should we be focused on? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so in my upcoming course called Podcast Conversion Master Course, which I will share with you a bit later. Uh, but really, you know, this is something I tell people like so many times because mm -hmm. every time I coach people on, you know, when they're starting their podcast, I tell people, if you get anything out of our session today, usually I do these like one-on-one -on -one sessions, mm -hmm. it is that, you know, 80-20 rule about podcasting. Mm -hmm. Of course, this is, you know, true for everything, but for podcasting, especially true because you put so much time and energy into producing a podcast. Mm -hmm. You're a podcast host. You know how much yeah. work this takes, right? Yeah. Especially you have guests on like enormous logistic work. <laughs> and if you do a solo show, well, you have to come up with all that content. Yeah. <laughs> There's so a reason I do interviews. <laughs> It's not easy. Interviews are not easy. And that's another misconception. Like people think, oh, interview easy. I just, you know, let other people talk. Yeah. No, it's there's, not. Yeah. There's still a lot of pieces. And, and you're right. So often we focus on the numbers are important, but it's not the listener numbers as much as it is, like you said, the conversions. Yes. Is it actually growing your business? Yeah. Is it turning into clients for you? Exactly. That is, yeah. that is a piece you know, I want people to focus on is like, before you get all excited of starting a new podcast, mm -hmm. like think about what exactly does this fit into your customer yes. journey? So, exactly. you know, what is the goal that you want to get out of this? Because, you know, sometimes I talk to people, like I just, I was just talking to a new client last week. And so she's, she's um, already started her podcast. It's already been going on like for six, five, six months, I think. Mm -hmm. So I asked her, oh, okay, how's it going? And she's like, uh, going okay. You know, I'm getting more <laughs> listeners, getting more listeners. Mm -hmm. 
And I was like, have you got any clients out of, you know, your podcast? And she's like, well, not yet. But, you know, everybody tell me that podcast is a, you know, a marathon, not a sprint. You've heard of this before. Yes. So marathon. So that means I just need to be more patient. <laughs> and I was like, and, and she, and she also like something like a lot of people think it's like, well, podcast is to build my brand, build my brand. And usually this is a clear sign. And when people say yeah. I use a podcast to build my brand, that is like 80% of the chance that person hasn't thought them through. Yeah. <laughs> And it is, it's so important to stop and think, yes, it is about getting your message and your brand out there, but it should be converting for you into clients. And from the very first episode, if you have the right plan in place, even if you have no listeners from that first episode, you can be converting clients in terms of the guests that you bring on, the other people that you connect with. And so it's, it's so important to look at that and go, okay, what's the actual strategy here? beyond I want to get my name on iTunes for those pieces. Yeah, totally. Because, you know, I started my podcast, uh, my first podcast two years ago. Um, it was after I, you know, one day I, I did the listen to my heart thing mm-hmm. and I left a, a high paying job in public policy. And, wow. and that was, uh, that was a trip. That was a trip. <laughs> I can <laughs> imagine. We got to come back to that in a minute. But, but, you know, at the time I was like, okay, but unlike many people, unlike a lot of people, you know, they had, they had some kind of side project mm-hmm. right before they took the leap. Mm-hmm. I had nothing at the time. Wow. I had nothing. I really just listened to my heart. My intuition mm-hmm. said, uh, it's time, jump, don't ask. And I was like, okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's fantastic. So, and I know that that's something that you also share with people about because you do more than just podcasting. Um, you've got a PhD in economics from Georgetown. You're a personal growth teacher. Uh, you're a contributing author to, I think it was what, Huffington Post, entrepreneur, lots of different things. So you have a five-step system that you share with people of how to find your life's calling and figure out what's unique about your business value prop. So let's talk about that for a minute. Um, what got you to switch focus from the economics, the public policy and go new plan. I'm going this way. <laughs> that is a very good question. I'm so glad you brought this up because really, you know, in, in the very beginning, I really, uh, when I left my job, you know, it was really one Saturday morning. I woke up and I got this very strong feeling that it's time that I need to mm. shift directions. It like before that it was always, you know, sometimes I thought, okay, maybe, you know, someday, one day in the distant future, mm. um, I would uh, do something else. But that was like, I got this uh, very strong feeling at the time. It was like a calling from a higher source. And that was so strong that I had to take action on it. And so that is mm. something, talking about the five-step system, what I teach people is, um, you know, a lot of people ask, you know, how do I find my callings, right? But the thing is, calling doesn't come from the human self, doesn't come from mm. the ego, right? It comes from a deeper source. It comes from your connection with, uh, you may call it the soul, the the divine, the, you know, the universe, depending on your belief system, right? Mm-hmm. But it, it comes from a deeper source, for sure. And, and the way to develop 
to, to develop, to discover your calling, the step number one is to increase that trust mm-hmm. with that deeper source. So if I hadn't done, uh, you know, a lot of things like taking smaller risks along the way for all these years to practice trusting my higher source that mm-hmm. I wouldn't have, uh, you know, had the, had the, had the trust, had enough right. trust to actually take the leap. Right. That, that makes sense. Building your confidence that you can trust that voice, that, that guidance. Yes. Yes. So, so that is, that is the first step I tell people mm-hmm. is, you know, increase their trust. It's like a relationship. You know, mm-hmm. you don't go on a first date and a person tells you, Hey, would you move to Africa with me? And you, usually you don't say yes. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That wouldn't work well <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> so, so that, that, that trust it, you know, your trust was that higher source is, it, it mm-hmm. is a relationship and needs to be honed yeah. and developed over time. And you can develop it by, you know, take smaller risks and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And you take smaller risks following your heart and you realize, okay, the world doesn't end tomorrow. That means maybe you can take the right risks. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. That, that definitely makes sense. So, 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 so that's the first step. And the second step I tell people is, you know, to, this is called, I call it to reduce their perceived risk of okay. you know, finding, finding your purpose or finding your calling. Because this is something that really helped me when mm-hmm. I was, uh, you know, a few months after I started my company. Um, you know, I just feel like things were not moving. Mm-hmm. So I would, you know, sometimes I, I don't know if you you've had this before. I'm sure I'm not the only one. You you, you feel like you you're doing things, you're um, you know taking actions, but it's like it's not like in the flow. Yeah, it it doesn't feel like you're heading, it feels like you're, you're, you're met with so much resistance. Yeah. Something just doesn't feel like it's working right. It's off. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so in those scenarios, sometimes, you know, what I tell people is sometimes it's because not your entire being is on board with mm. your plan. Okay. Your, your plan. So like, take me, for example, my, at the time I did take, like, listen to my callings and took the leap. But mm-hmm. a part of me, my small human self, you know, wasn't totally on board with the plan. It was scared, and, yeah. you know, because it, it was scary. It was uncertainty, right? Mm-hmm. But what I tell people is reduce the risk, reduce the perceived risk for your human self. And the way mm-hmm. you do it is the first question you ask yourself is what kind of bad things can happen? Okay. <laughs> if you... If you actually learn about your purpose and calling from your higher source and take action, because hmm. quote unquote, bad things can be, you know, uh, you may have to go without an income for a while. Yeah. You may have to relocate. You may have to, you know, uh, end some relationships. Maybe people in your life would not understand, you know, all these are perceived risks mm-hmm. for, for the human self. So, so these, these risks need to be dealt, need to be dealt with yeah. before you can, before all of you, um, can jump on board. <laughs> yeah. And, I think that's, really, that's something probably everybody listening can identify with that little piece yeah, of you that's scared yeah. of the, the risks. Yeah. Because when, 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 when all of you is not there, none of the actions are all that powerful. You know, you may be thinking, you, you think you're hustling, you're taking actions, but mm-hmm. there is not, it doesn't have the oomph behind yeah. it. So, so really, you know, 
this is like my, I had a huge revelation after I asked myself this question. I actually wrote down a list of things that may go wrong. Huh, so, okay. And then I asked myself, you know, I think this is, this is something everybody should ask ourselves. It's like, are you willing to say no to your mm-hmm. purpose and calling if these, you know, if, if, um, if some minimum conditions are not met? Mm-hmm. So we talk about, you know, after you, you think about the list of things that may go wrong, like mm-hmm. from your small human self point of view. And, and then, you know, from your human self's point of, point of view, what are the, these minimum conditions that need to mm-hmm. be met for you to feel comfortable? You know, and mm-hmm. it may be that you have to generate a certain amount of earning by a certain date mm-hmm. in order to, for, for your, you know, we're ta- if we're talking about the good old Maslow hierarchy, we have these yeah. uh, higher level That's needs. Some, for your needs. Yes. We have lower <laughs> level needs that need to be met as well. So, so these are like conditions mm-hmm. that need to be met in order for you, at least uh, all of us, all of us to be on board with the plan, mm-hmm. <laughs> with the higher plan. Yeah. So, so, so really, you know, I asked myself, okay, um, Really, when I get down to it, what are the minimum conditions that I I will be willing to accept as a human? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> in order to follow my calling. Right, right. right. So, so you know, um, I actually set some hard conditions. Mm-hmm. You know, that I I need to set this income goal in three years, and by three years I need to hit this income goal. Mm-hmm. By five years, I need to hit another income goal for me to sure. continue to follow this path. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't, I, I'm, I'm not on board. Sorry, higher self. Sorry, God. <laughs> <laughs> These are conditions need to be met. <laughs> you because- know, su- survival is important so that you can continue with the higher self mission. <laughs> Yes, yes. So it's a, I call this, you know, negotiation with God. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so okay. but really it's a psychologically, it, yeah. it, on a subconscious level, it, it helps you clarify what yeah. is holding you back. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and, and when I, so um, for anybody listening, when you ask yourself, are you willing to say no to your mm-hmm. purpose of calling if these conditions are not met? If your answer is not a immediate that's right. I'm willing to say no. Then mm-hmm. you've got to look at, okay, why is that? Mm-hmm. Why, why is there a hesitation there? Right. Mm-hmm. So, okay. <laughs> so I think if you do this exercise, you know, um, I often see people get a huge ahas from, from this exercise. Yeah. That, that's a really interesting perspective on it. I haven't heard anybody approach it that way before. <laughs> so that's, uh, you know, that, that's, that's, that's the step, step two. And mm-hmm. step three, you know, uh, ask for clarity. Talk to your, talk to your higher source, whatever that is. Could be God, could be the universe, could be your deceased grandmother. I don't know. Um, uh, Whoever that is for you. Whoever that is, whoever that higher source for is, this is etiology agnostic. (laughs) So, so, you know, uh, I sometimes, you know, I, I write a, I have a morning, I do a morning exercise every day. Mm -hmm. Most, most, for most days, for 
on the days that go well, usually it's because I started with this exercise. Okay. On the days that don't go well, usually I started acting, you know, in a reactive way. Mm-hmm. I respond to email, I go to meetings without yeah. actually talking myself for the day. So this exercise I do every morning is I write down a conversation with my higher self. Huh. Okay. And so I write a dialogue of the, of this is this is not new. You know, a lot of people would. The spiritual teachers would mm-hmm. do to to do this exercise, you write down your higher self and basically ask a question and the channel a a answer from your higher self. Huh. Okay. But the thing is, the thing is, this is way more. Is this ten times more effective when you actually do step one? Uh, when you actually do step two, when okay. you actually clear out the reasons, your minimum conditions in order to follow for your higher self. Mm-hmm. tells you to do um, when when that when when people don't clear that step two then I get you know people ask me oh I don't get anything mm-hmm. I don't get any answers well because a part of you is not on board you know we are subconsciously right. blocking that out because uh. it's scary because okay. it's scary so um so that's uh so that's the third thing that that's mm-hmm. the third step is you know ask for Ask for clarity. And mm-hmm. if you're starting a business, you know, you can ask uh, very direct questions. Who, who, are, who are my ideal customers? <laughs> yeah, that's an important one to be clear on. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> who, who should I serve? So, um, so those are things, you know, uh, you can ask very business, like very business oriented questions mm-hmm. through your higher self. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't talk to your customers. <laughs> that shouldn't. too. Yes. Multiple conversations there. <laughs> Definitely talk to your customers. But the thing is, you know, Facebook wasn't invented by talking to customers. <laughs> you know, Twitter wasn't invented talking to customers. You, mm-hmm. you ask your customers, any existing customer, hey, do, do, you, do you need this thing where yeah. you can post pictures to, for strangers to see? <laughs> <laughs> right. That, that's kind of like the, <laughs> if I had asked people what they wanted, they would have wanted a faster horse and carriage versus yeah. a car. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so a lot of time it's helpful to actually get some help from your higher self. <laughs> okay. Makes sense. Sounds like an important step in the process. <laughs> yeah. Once you get inspirations from your higher self, then you can go ahead, you know, you can test, yeah. you can do all kinds of you know, apply the best in marketing principles, <laughs> customer yeah. development principles, the scientific right. steps to actually, you know, further develop it. You know, you know, right. for me, it's really, uh, it's because I, now for, for Soundwise, for example, we started as a general, you know, podcasting platform and anybody can put anything on it. Uh-huh. But it wasn't until I sat down and I asked my higher self, okay, who am I serving? Who mm. is Soundwise serving? And, and the answer I got was people who have, who have a message to share with the world in order to transform other people's lives, to make an impact. Mm. And so I also, so then I asked, okay, so what, what kind of professions are these people? You know, what, what do they look like? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the answer I got was these usually, you know, people who are, um, consultants, coaches, experts, you know, people who are in the helping professions. Mm-hmm. So that is, so, so that, that, you know, that had a huge influence yeah. on who, like, 
who our ideal customer is that that we set for ourselves. Love that. That's that's such an important piece that a lot of people skip over. We think, okay, this is the service I provide. This is the product I provide. Well, it's for anybody who wants it. And that may be true, but you need to know who you're looking for or you can't find them. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally. Yeah. And this step is really, you know, your higher your higher source can help you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what are steps four and five? Well, the step four is, you know, take action, you know. Okay. That's an important one. (laughs) That is an important one. That is an important one. And that is important because, you know, people usually wait too long, especially when, when you're just starting on the path that you haven't tread. Yep. So it's it's um, easy to get stuck in that holding pattern of, let me learn some more. (laughs) Let me get another degree or certification, or there's got to be another qualification that I need and not take action when. It is really about once you're clear, go take action. Yeah. And sometimes it's not clear, but at least yeah. you have like, what's the, what is the immediate action you can take to actually get yeah. you? So Absolutely. to actually get you, move you closer to clarity, right? Yeah. So uh, like I was talking to someone, uh, you know, recently after I gave a speech at a in-person event and a person came up to me and said, well, um, I wanted to become a public speaker. I want to inspire people. And and I asked her, uh, have you been a public speaker before? No, I haven't. Mm-hmm. Uh, so why, why, why can't you become a public speaker? What's the obstacle? Well, I haven't been, I, I, I didn't go to school for this. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know how to do it. And I was like, okay, so um, can you take classes? <laughs> what is the immediate next step? Right. What right. is the immediate next step? It's I like a, a lot of times it's much a smaller step, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And it's okay to take small steps as long as you're moving towards your goal. Yes. Yes. And when you take action, more clarity will emerge for sure. Got it. Okay. So what's step five? Step step five, you know, iterate. We talk about, you know, you know, this, because it's not, it's not like you communicate with your higher self, but usually you don't get the next 50 years plan laid out. (laughs) That would be great, but I've never gotten that. (laughs) So usually this this goes this is a incremental installment. <laughs> gotcha. So really, you know, you can always deepen that trust, deepen that relationship with your higher self, with your higher source, and you can always ask for more clarity. You can always become, you know, more get more of your human self to step yeah. up and be on board with Absolutely. Your, with your destiny. And this is the iterative process. That's great. That is a fantastic five-step process. And I want to call you out for a minute on something and make sure that those listening and watching picked up on five things that you just did. And this is going to tie into you sharing a little bit more about SoundWise and your program. Guys, for those of you listening, I don't think any of us would feel like Natasha was super pushy or super salesy in this interview. (laughs) But did you notice that one of the first things she did was mention uh, that she works with clients one-on-one. And then she mentioned a specific client story that she helped somebody new to podcasting. (laughs) She mentioned her course that was coming up and just said, hey, yeah, I'm working on this. She also circled back to mention who an ideal client for SoundWise is. Did you pick up on these things? They were naturally part of the conversation 
Yes. And this is one of the ways or four or five of the ways that yeah. you get your interviews like this to convert into clients. Because right now, you know how Natasha can help you, what she does, who she works with. And there was nothing that felt salesy or pushy about what she just did. She didn't have to try to fit it in there. She just shared naturally, hey, this is my experience working with clients. This is who my company works with. So if you are looking to figure out that piece of, how do I go on podcasts and convert that into clients? Or how do I start a podcast that converts into clients? You just either saw or heard some great examples of that in action. So Natasha, can you share with us a little bit about the upcoming course? Yes, totally. But I want to applaud you, Michelle, for like, we are going meta, totally meta here. <laughs> but this is so great. I have to point out because you, because, because, you know, uh, your comment is really, you know, something that I coach podcast hosts to do. You know, it's like, how do you leverage, how do you best leverage your guest interviews? Mm -hmm. A lot of, you know, new podcast hosts, they go on, they, you know, they start their show. Usually they talk about a little bit intro. If they're mm -hmm. mindful about it, they put in, oh, I'm, I, I can coach you about, you know, business development and mm -hmm. check out my website. And that's like 30 seconds. And then they go on their interview. <laughs> It seems like their brain totally changed. And then it becomes that the guest interview has nothing to do with their business. And then in closing, hey, go go check out my 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 coaching website. But the thing is there's so many things that you can do while mm -hmm. you're I guess. And and you, Michelle, have demonstrated this wonderfully. <laughs> because you can you you, you you shouldn't be just an interviewer. You should be there this is a conversation and this is something like a a a good way to leverage the guest interview, which you just show us, is to actually demonstrate, use the guest mm -hmm. as a case study to demonstrate your own teaching point, mm -hmm. demonstrate the value that you can give to people, right? So mm -hmm. you just provided a commentary <laughs> to your listeners to showcase, yeah. hey, um, you see, like I pointed out stuff that you didn't notice before mm -hmm. because I have the perspective, because I have the expertise. So, you, of course, you didn't say that, but that is the effect. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it is something that if you start with a strategy and plan in place for this is how this allows me to showcase not only my guests, but my own skills, and you approach it that way, your podcast has a totally different effect. Yes, I yes, totally. Totally. And so, is, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So, so this is also something that, you know, uh, that we teach in our mm -hmm. course, which is the podcast conversion master course. This is one of the things awesome. we teach is, you know, how you actually leverage guest interviews. Mm -hmm. You know, I have clients who said, you know, I haven't got any customers from my podcast, but, but my mm -hmm. guests, they have, <laughs> You know, well, that's good. And how unfair is your that? strategy in place? Yeah. How unfair is that? You're here doing all this work, you know, putting in all this, like uh, connecting with guests and put them on the shows and doing all the social media and to promote them. And mm -hmm. you don't get any. <laughs> yes. That you is. should absolutely be getting clients. And you know, the other thing that I will share with you guys behind the scenes before we went live, Natasha asked me, and this was really smart. Did I sign up for her affiliate program so that I could give you guys the link to Soundwise that was part of that? And I went, oh yeah, let me go do that. So 
think about that as well. If you're going out and being a guest, how you can help create a win both for your host and for yourself. So whether you're either side of the microphone that you're on, you should be creating value for both sides and both of you coming away with clients, with building your business uh, from hosting a podcast. So speaking of, if you are interested in details about SoundWise and how they can help you get your podcast, your audio out there to a bigger audience, help you reach more people, or about how to really turn your podcast into clients and convert with it, then click the link that you will see below this video or near the audio that you're listening to. You can find out more about Natasha and everything she's up to there. Um, and Natasha, thank you so much for coming on and sharing a little bit about you know your big leap, those five steps that you shared and really showcasing how you can come on as a guest and share client stories and share things that lead to getting clients from podcasts. Yes, yes. Because, you know, I tell people, you know, podcasting is really one of the most fantastic ways yeah. to establish relationship yeah. with your potential customers, um, especially these days, Absolutely. you know, uh, more and more people, more and more people are listening to podcasts. We are probably going to see, I, I would say, 80 to 100% growth yeah. in the podcasting for just this year alone. So it's Absolutely. huge, it's huge. But if you want to do this, you know, do this right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, have your plan and your strategy in place. And part of your plan and strategy should include in every episode, asking people like those of you listening and watching to be sure you click like, subscribe, and tune in for the next episode. Thank you again, Natasha, for joining us today. Thank you, Michelle. Okay, everybody have an awesome day and I will see you back on the next episode.